Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is Sports Grid, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. It is the top of the hour here on May 11, 2021. Good to be with you guys here today. One o'clock on the East. Lunch hour, I know, for a lot of you there. Thanks for making us a part of your day here on this Tuesday. Tomorrow's show, we're going to preview the NHL playoff picture. George Kurtz, our buddy, of course, from Sports Grid, is going to join us and give you some betting tips on that. Next week, we'll give you the betting tips on the NBA playoffs. So we are rocking and rolling here on this Tuesday. Let's get started with our headlines. You heard Chris's headlines. Here are ours. 15 games in the Major League Baseball today. First pitch, 345 Eastern, Texas, San Francisco. So that's your one-day game this afternoon. How about Knicks-Lakers tonight? Wow. Premier matchup. Headlines tonight's 11-game NBA slate. Lakers are five-point favorites because LeBron James is expected to return tonight to the Lakers lineup. So this will be a fun game against the Knicks. ESPN reported yesterday that the Mariners are going to call up Jared Kelenic. I guess the service time no longer an issue. So we'll see him Thursday for the Seattle Mariners. I know this is a painful one for our producer, Brett Levy. The Mets had him, traded him away for Robinson Cano, who sent out a tweet, by the way, today for the first time in a year. Just saw that. Uh, Also, Pittsburgh Pirates designate infielder Todd Frazier, who will always be a special part in my heart. 2015 home run derby, Todd Frazier, Cincinnati Reds, all-star. I'm at the home run derby. He wins the home run derby for the National League. It was a really nice moment for him. He was a really good player. But if you get designated for assignment Davis by the Pirates, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> I don't know how, how what other nicer way I can possibly say it. But if the Pirates tell you you're done, you're probably done. So funny you mentioned that because I was playing single game DFS. Uh, I can't remember if it was last Friday or two Fridays ago. Uh, and it was, you know, Cubs Pirates and Todd Frazier was there. And I was clicking through making my teams and I was like, do I even want to include Todd Frazier in my mix? See, I think he was batting seventh for the Pirates that day. And I was like, oh, you know, I remember Todd. He was, you know, hit all the home runs, yada, yada. And I was like, you know what? I don't. I don't really want to include Todd Frazier in my mix at all. And uh, look, if you can't make the mix in single game DFS, uh, I got to think your your career is pretty much over. You know what's going to be funny? The the Yankees are going to end up signing him, right? Because they're they'll just this is what the Yankees do. They they sign up every washed old veteran and give them a couple plate appearances before rinsing them out. Uh, or 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 the Rockies, right? It'll be it'll be the Yankees or the Rockies because the Rockies, you know, the Rockies would love nothing more 
than to replace Josh Fuentes with like 38-year-old Todd Frazier. That's totally what's going to end up happening. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, look, definitely fair. By the way, the Yankees, I forgot to mention earlier in the show, the Yankees did activate a very big player for fantasy this year, Luke Voigt, who's missed the first month almost and a half of the season. He's going to be back with the Yankees tonight. So Stanton, Judge, Voigt, I mean, all things being equal, you would think that there's a chance that they could succeed. Uh, what do you make of this game tonight between the Knicks and Lakers? I, I think that everyone is going to be watching to see how LeBron looks. This is, is, is this the most time he's missed in an NBA season? Feels like a lot. Yeah, this is definitely the most time that he's missed. Now, he returned for one game and then immediately took mm -hmm. off. I think it's been a week since he came back. Must have meant that his ankle was not right. Um, Anthony Davis has been doing his best to uh, to boost the team up in his absence. Interesting, you know who the, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers could really use on their roster right now? Julius Randle would be a pretty good fit on this uh, Lakers roster right now. It would free up Anthony Davis to play power forward on offense, but uh, center on defense, which is really what you want. Uh, Randle, uh, you know, a better match for fours on defense, but are, are you know a horrendous match for opposing centers on uh, on offense and. You know what? It would be a big, scary lineup because the the Lakers have this problem where they they literally have four centers on their roster, but their best center is the guy who plays power forward. You know, they got Marcus All and Andre Drummond um, and uh, Montrezl Harrell. But the I mean, Julius Randle is just like the the final evolution form of of, uh, of Montrezl Harrell. I I think this will be an interesting game. I definitely think it'll be a very popular social media game. No no doubt about that. That. I've just noticed social media loves the Knicks. My my Twitter feed loves the Knicks. Basically, no matter what's going on with them, someone is talking about the Knicks. Well, look, a, lo a lot of the people who play fantasy are in the Northeast. I, I think that they make up a large percentage. You know, I don't know what the number is, Davis, but if I had to guess that if I had 100 people who played fantasy sports that I'm in the same industry in with you and, and the community, I would say 20 30% could be from the Northeast, and that's a big number. And, and, and again, the Knicks, it, they haven't been relevant for a long time. And when they are, it makes things more interesting. So I'm guessing that's part of the conversation, but there's just zero respect for them. I mean, imagine that, Davis, as well as the Knicks have played, they're still getting five tonight on the road. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I guess it's interesting, though, because even with all that Northeast bias, people love the Lakers even more. People are way more in tune to what the Lakers are doing. The Lakers are like, I would say the Lakers, the Cowboys, and Manchester United uh, in Europe, those are like the three preeminent sports brands in the world, basically. Yeah, they're tax teams, yes. Like you pay, you pay tax on the Lakers, you pay tax on the Cowboys, you pay tax, by the way, uh, on Alabama in college football. Mm -hmm. like, there, there are others, you pay tax on Tom Brady now too. Uh, the Yankees in, in Major League Baseball. Like you're always paying a little bit more because the books have to protect themselves. The random person, Notre Dame, Notre Dame is another one too. Random person walks in the sports book. Davis, I tell the story all the time. They look at the sport, they they go to the sports book, they don't bet. They look at they look up, they see Notre Dame. Oh, I recognize them. I'll bet them. Gotta protect against that. Best ball discussion coming up next.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The NFL season is a few months away at this point, and we're getting closer to fantasy football season as well. I know that I have my Dynasty League draft coming up in a few weeks, and generally speaking, I have not done well. So I'm going to need a little bit more advanced information on some of these teams and some of these players. And of course, now with the draft in the rearview mirror, Davis, it's time to take a look at some potential best ball drafts. And I know that you're very into it and I know that you've been doing them every week and I don't know about every day maybe maybe you are I'm not sure but I thought that uh, today would be a good idea to, to pique your interest and just kind of go through some of the teams and maybe what you thinking in the early part of the season and uh, the Arizona Cardinals are certainly a compelling team no question about it last year I thought that they underperformed to be honest got off to a good start then kind of fell flat what did they do in the draft? And let's kind of dive in a little bit more as to what they look like in 2021. So they didn't do anything massive, massive um, in the draft. They drafted Rondale Moore effectively as, you know, kind of their replacement for the combination of Larry Fitzgerald and Andy Isabella and even even Trent Sherfield, who they played way more than, and Keyshawn Johnson, who they played, you know, way more um, than you think they would have last year. They also signed James Conner in free agency. They let Kenyon Drake walk in free agency as uh, he signed a two-year, $14 million deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. So their their offense, um, I think it's going to look pretty similar to what it looked like the year before. I, I am hoping that drafting Rondell Moore signals that they are going to be transitioning more to a vertical-style offense. I guess I, I also should mention they signed A.J. Green in free agency. I would be personally surprised if 33-year-old A.J. Green ends up being a big fantasy football difference maker in 2021. Now, that doesn't mean that it's impossible. Uh, A.J. Green, when he has played, historically has been pretty good. He was wildly, wildly inefficient last year. Didn't play at all in 2019. Back in 2018, he played in nine games, had 694 yards and six touchdowns. You have to go all the way back to 2017 for A.J. Green's last 1,000-yard season. Maybe Arizona thinks he has something left in the tank. I I don't much. So I, I do think we should see a pretty exciting, young, 
fast offense uh, in, in Arizona. All right, so let's uh, take a look at their quarterback, of course, Kyler Murray. Everybody knows him, first pick overall a couple of years ago. Uh, I thought he should have played baseball. I was completely wrong on that one for Oakland. I was like, take the guaranteed money. Couldn't have been more wrong on anything, honestly, than being on that. Uh, but but the deal Davis with Kyler Murray is he has been a really good first few weeks of the season fantasy quarterback. And then for whatever reason, injuries, coaching, I'm not particularly sure, he's faded a little bit. And this is two straight years. So why did that happen and why won't that happen? Or maybe you feel like it will in 2021. So I, you are 100% correct that Kyler Murray has been better for fantasy than he has been for real life. And he has been great for fantasy. The two years of his career, he's finished quarterback eight in fantasy. Last year, he was the third best quarterback um, in fantasy football. Uh, he ran for over 1,000 yards uh, or, or ran for 819 yards last year, 544 as a rookie, uh, 11 rushing touchdowns, 11 rushing touchdowns from a quarterback you got uh, from Kyler Murray last season. But, you know, it really has not turned into uh, wins. He is 13, 18, and 1 as a starting quarterback in the NFL. And you know what? I'm, I'm blaming Cliff. I don't think it's Kyler's fault. I, I think most of what I have seen from Kyler Murray, I think he has been, you know, uh, mostly very composed in the pocket. I don't think he has struggled with, you know, interceptions. I don't think he, uh, you know, is, is scared of pressure. I think uh, he does a nice job of giving himself throwing lanes, despite the fact that, you know, he uh, he's 5'10". He is not a very tall guy. It's what we see with Russell Wilson. It's what we see with Drew Brees. You kind of have to do some creative things, creative things to give them the throwing lanes. But I think that Cliff has done him no favors. Uh, you know, Cliff has been very conservative in terms of, you know, not going for it on fourth down, kicking lots of field goals, punting really when he, when he shouldn't. And their offense has been so horizontal we we've we have taken on twitter to calling the arizona cardinals offense the the horizontal raid right because they run that air raid system from college but they do it from sideline to sideline instead of north and south i mean the last couple of years larry fitzgerald you know at the age of 37 had 72 targets last season and in 2019 he led the team with 109 targets at the age of 36 like i i don't view that as you know being uh, that, that's not a that's not a a friendly offense for your young quarterback to improve in. So I I am I am hopeful that the selection of Rondell Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk. I I hope that this means that they are going to open things up more for Kyler this year. All right. Well, um, let's let's move over to running back because this is this is probably the most compelling topic I would think, given that Drake is gone and the reluctancy to use Chase Edmonds and give him. 25 touches a game is definitely there. So basically what they did is they brought in James Conner. And so Davis, I think that this is pretty murky as far as who ends up getting the most carries. And it's almost like, you know, I don't know that either of them are going to help you this year. I'm not sure. You know, Benjamin is, is there as well as a possibility if one of these two players gets hurt. And certainly Conner has a lot of injury history there. So how are you viewing the running backs? Yeah. So the interesting thing about, Edmonds is he was still pretty solid for fantasy last year 
you just never really knew when to start him. Um, he finished, he was the 22nd overall running back in PPR scoring last year, had 53 receptions, 402 yards, four touchdowns, also had a rushing touchdown as well, um, but only ran 97 times last season. Kenyon Drake was handling all of that early down work. My guess is likely that uh, Chase Edmonds is going to be viewed as the primary passing down back, very similar to how he was last season. But instead of 97 rushes, he probably gets more like 150 rushes this season. Now, Connor will probably run more than him, but Connor is going to get what we call trap touches, which is it's going to be all first and second down, and it's all going to be inside or uh, or between the 20s rather and then once they're inside the 20s chase edmonds is going to come in because edmonds he, he served in that role last year he was very good at it as a receiving back and i i do think that um edmonds looks like a legitimate target in fantasy drafts right now he's going he's going about in the the fifth round and i i think he looks good there all right now over to wide receiver now i'm not clear on larry fitzgerald what his status is so you'll have to update me there but uh hopkins had a disappointing year from a touchdown perspective for sure it took a while for him to get going 1400 yards rondell moore is going to factor in big aj green i'm with you i think there i don't think he makes the team uh christian kirk disappointing season for him no doubt andy isabella very disappointing for my fantasy team and, and i guess is fitzgerald a possibility to return davis i'm unclear uh, it's, it's unclear right, right now. We, we, right now we just do not know. We do, we don't know if he is okay. going to play or if he is uh, not going to play the guys I'm excited about here. Hopkins for sure. Uh, he had 114 receptions last season. You know, I, I think we'll see a little bit of touchdown regression from him. Rondale, I, I think looks like such an exciting player, you know, kind of a, a Tyreek Hill, Marquise Brown hybrid style player, uh, you know, super fast, super athletic, but Five seven, and I'm I'm leaving one light on for Christian Kirk. the The bedroom light upstairs. I'm leaving it on for him. I don't know if he's gonna come home stumbling home, you know, at two o'clock in the morning. But I'm leaving the light on for him anyway. Yeah, and uh, and let, real quick over to tight end, we could just show this real quick. It's irrelevant because the Arizona Cardinals, since they've moved to Arizona, has never have never had a tight end ever. They're probably the only team in the NFL that have never had a good tight end. Max Williams, the former first round draft pick of Baltimore, he's irrelevant. Uh, I don't even know who Daryl Daniels is, Davis. Should I know who he is or no? No, 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 no reason to know these guys for fantasy. Totally irrelevant. Yeah, I, I thought Max Williams was going to be a star out of Minnesota. Um, phenomenal end to his college career, especially in the bowl game, and and easy to remember because he has two X's in his name, but can't play. We'll be right back on the grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, 
Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The 2021 NFL schedule comes out on Wednesday, and so we're hopeful on Thursday. Perhaps FanDuel will have some lines in terms of week one of the NFL season. Uh, Davis, we're going to take a quick look here. It's, it's probably our last chance to get very ahead of this before the schedule comes out. You know, this is probably something that I should know the answer to, but do you feel like based on the release of a schedule – that FanDuel would have to alter a season win total. is is. Do you think that's a real thing? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm iffy on that. They will alter it based off of bets that come in off the schedule, right? Oh, you know, the Giants get a much harder schedule. You know, the Washington football team gets an easier schedule. The Patriots get a harder. Like, they will they will start to adjust things based off of the public reaction because that, that's the whole name of the game. I mean – uh, in, in terms of win totals, the the books end up being huge winners on these because teams like the Cowboys are going to get bet no matter the number. Teams like the Patriots are going to get bet no matter the number. You know, mm-hmm. in, in the NBA, the Knicks and the Lakers, they get bet no matter. I remember the year the Lakers were mega tanking. Their win total was like 36 and a half and they, they won like 29 games, I think. I remember that being one of the biggest futures bets. I've ever I've ever made, but because because they it doesn't doesn't matter to them. They get so much action on the over, they can set it at whatever they want. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a fair point for sure. All right, so so let's take a look at just where FanDuel stands with these season win totals, and, and let's take a mental picture of these for when we come back later in the week to see what got adjusted based on the schedule. I think that's probably more of an interesting conversation to have. Uh, so Dallas is nine and a half Davis. And uh, of course there's going to be juice on the over here. Minus minus one thirty. Washington football team sits at eight and there's juice on their over as well. The giants are, are pretty much pick them here at seven, a little, a little juice minus minus one twenty on the over. Uh, but boy, Philadelphia, I, I guess, I guess they're not supposed to have a good year. I suppose 17 games are supposed to be losing 10 this year. They're, they're, I know their over is some juice, but that's still not even juicy at seven. You can get plus money on the 105. So that's my only takeaway here. I guess I'm just surprised that the Eagles are supposed to be this bad. And I suppose if you look at the last two years of the NFC East, nothing would, there would not be an argument. I mean, these teams are all about 500. Dallas, you know, you're always going to have to pay up for. Dallas could very easily only win eight games next year. It's just part of who they are. But, but anything uh, stand out for you with that? Yeah, the under for the Washington football team uh, sticks out like a sore thumb here. So they they end up making the playoffs last year. Uh, they they struggled through poor quarterback play. They signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. They move on from Alex Smith, and everyone is ready to anoint the Washington football team as a you know a sleeper team in the NFC East. It it would not surprise me. Not only if they miss the playoffs, it would not surprise me if they finish finish last 
in the yeah. NFC East because uh, I I I think Ron Riviera is a decent head coach. I don't think he's a great head coach. But by and large, what we've seen from Ryan Fitzpatrick in his career is he is a high-variance quarterback, and he's being treated – I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is just straight up being treated like a good NFL quarterback, and I, I think he is an average NFL quarterback, and I don't think you can get it done on defense alone, especially in this division. The Giants, look, I don't think Daniel Jones is very good. I don't think Jason Garrett is a great offensive coordinator, but – they have the infrastructure for a successful offense. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be pretty good. I don't I don't love this new Eagles head coach either. He kind of seems like a weirdo. Was talking about playing rock paper scissors with some of their uh you know uh their their rookies and stuff which was bizarre. But the the bet from that division that looked great to me was under for the Washington football team. Okay, so the NFC North, uh, there, there's no line on the Packers. So FanDuel uh, clearly cannot have a line not knowing what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. I totally get it. But you can adjust with the others here. And I think maybe that's a bigger conversation to have as Minnesota 8.5 on the over, but it's minus 145. So you're looking for a 9 here, Davis. You don't want to bet an, a, a, a win total with minus 145. It's just crazy. Uh, I may like the Bears on the over here at seven and a half minus one fifteen. I like what they did in the draft. I like the quarterback, and if Rodgers is out of the division, this line is going to move. They're going to be eight for sure, and you're not paying a lot of juice. Detroit, I don't trust at all. Their total is five. Take it or leave it. I'm not interested. Do you see anything here for you? Yeah, I mean, I I mostly think that they uh, that this is a bad division. I think the Bears are not going to be great. I think the Lions are uh, going to be not not so solid. But I I guess I this is what intrigues me about the Bears. What if they go with Justin Fields from day one and they just they, mm-hmm. there's no Andy Dalton. We're just not messing with Andy Dalton. It's just Justin Fields. I think he is good enough to actually be worth like two or three wins more than Andy Dalton. Now, I don't I don't know that for sure, and that's why it's seven and a half and not eight and a half. There is there's questions both over, you know, how good is Justin Fields? Obviously he fell a little bit in the NFL draft. But also I, I was remembering this today. You know who else fell in the NFL draft and started a playoff game as a rookie and went seven and one as a rookie? Lamar Jackson who is not as good of a passer as Justin Fields is right now. Now, Lamar is a way better rusher, obviously. And I, I kind of think right. Fields falling and Lamar falling is very similar. You know, I think they face some of the same institutional biases. And so I'm just looking to buy on Fields in as many ways as I can. I'm drafting him in these dynasty leagues. I, I think he makes an interesting bet for Offensive Rookie of the Year. So I, I, uh, I, I like the Bears over a little bit, which is not a word I ever thought I would say. Well, I, I guess here is the question I would ask before we move on. If Aaron Rodgers gets traded, the Bears number would move to eight, correct? Would you would you feel like that is correct? Yeah, because I mean, I, the Bears lose to the Packers every year. That's just like that's just like what happens. Okay. Yeah, I, right. Yeah. So I, okay. I think you're so, right. Yeah. But if, but if he did not get traded, I think the number stays at seven and a half. Does that feel correct or no? Yeah, I mean, I I can also see the Bears are a little bit of a public team, right? Thirty million people live in Chicago. We have we have uh, legal sports betting in Chicago. Wouldn't surprise me if we just see a little bit of positive price action uh, for the Bears win total in general. So I I think if you want to bet it, seven and a half at this posted number is what you want to get it at. I would not wait on this number. Yeah, I I think if Rodgers gets traded, it goes to eight. But if he stays. 
with Green Bay and signs the contract, the number stays at seven and a half. And I don't even think the juice moves. So I think there is a little bit of an advantage if you could predict the future. Okay, over to the NFC South. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are uh, 11 and a half. This is very high for any team in the NFL, let alone the Bucs for sure. Even money, minus 110. The Saints without Drew Brees moving on. Their total is not. Uh, Atlanta is at eight. Yuck. And uh, and Carolina. I mean, I kind of like what Carolina is doing, but their their total feels about right. I, I think I look at these four Davis. I, I don't feel strong about any of them. So maybe you feel strong about one of them or two. Oh, I, I feel pretty strong about the under on the Buccaneers. Um, they were they were great last season, right? They they win the Super Bowl and everything, but they were not a great regular season team. Uh, they were they were a fine regular season team. They they kind of took a while to figure it out. They did go eleven and five last year, but uh, I I also think their division was a little bit uh you know a little bit worse last year. I mean they they were still a wild card team last year. Remember, uh, and I also I think I want the over on the Saints. That one is close. I've always kind of been a Jameis Winston believer. I imagine that it's going to be Jameis Winston who who does win this quarterback battle in New Orleans. I mean, you know, they'll probably do it similar to how they did with Breeze, where Taysom came in for his packages and whatnot. I and I would lean under on the Falcons and under on the Panthers, but don't feel strongly about either of those. Okay, now over to the NFC West, where where one of these teams, something is going to go drastically wrong for. I just don't know which one, because there's no possible way that this division can have this many wins, I don't think. The Rams, 10.5. 49ers, 10.5. Seahawks, 10. And, and Arizona, 8. So Arizona basically predicted to go 8-9, and nine, and every other team makes the playoffs. And, and look, that's kind of the way it played out last year. I get it. Rams are much better. They have Matthew Stafford for sure. But I don't know. Someone, sub, something's going wrong here, and I don't know which team. Maybe it's the 49ers going under their number with the new quarterback there. Maybe, maybe time is up for Wilson in Seattle just with the coaching. I'm not sure. How do you see this division playing out, Davis? Is there any advantage right now on any of these? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you already made the correct point, which is take, take the Cardinals because one of these teams – Russell Wilson gets traded. Russell Wilson gets hurt. Trey Lance gets hurt or is not ready to go. Matt Stafford gets hurt or is not ready to go. Or the the defense craters or the Rams offense isn't as good as we expect. Or Aaron Donald gets hurt or yada yada and so on and so forth. I think the easiest bet to make in this division is you say, look, they've replaced Larry Fitzgerald. You and I both think A.J. Green's probably not going to make the team or not going to have a big impact. The, The full vision of what the Cardinals should be under Kyler Murray, it should come to fruition this year. And the Cardinals, by the way, have they've not been a great winning record team, but they've been great against the spread, which indicates to me that the market in general does not understand how good Kyler Murray is. I, I want the over on the Cardinals. I, I love that wager. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just impossible for uh, for the Rams, 49ers, and Seattle Seahawks to all win 11 games. It's just not there. So there, there's got to be some losses that are baked in, and maybe it is Arizona's. I mean, again, it doesn't have to be. It could be one of the other teams that they're playing throughout the season. But it does, does make some sense. I still don't love the coaching with the Cardinals, and, and that's that's the only thing that, that holds me back from them for sure. Okay, fantasy reality is on deck. We'll talk about the NFL schedule release. Also, a very big offensive player is back for the New York Yankees. And on top of that, some more discussion uh, for baseball's hottest prospect, 
over the last year, getting ready to, well, maybe the second hottest prospect. Wander Franco's number one. I think that most people would consider Jared Kellenick number two. We'll talk about him coming up as well. You're watching Sports Grid. This is Fantasy Sports Today, and Davis and I will be back with Fantasy or Reality next here on The Grid. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sportsgrid, sportsgrid.com. We have day baseball coming up in just a couple of hours. Also, the NBA playoffs are getting started, so our producer Brent Levy all excited. The next couple of weeks are going to be a lot of fun. We can focus on that. Maybe Brett will get some picks right. Davis, Brett, me, we'll all make picks in the uh, in the NBA. I'll be terrible. Those guys will be good. But Brett, uh, fantasy reality is on deck here, so we got to bring you in. I know we got three questions today. We're going to get through it. See if we can pick some winners here. What do you got for us today? Luke Voigt uh, is back from the IL with the New York Yankees. He's been activated for the Rays series. Uh, He led the major leagues in home runs last year. So we got to ask, fantasy or reality? Davis, we can start with you for this one. Fantasy or reality? Luke Voigt will hit a home run in his first series back. He's uh, taking the field tonight with the Rays. Well, let me tell you, Brett. I hope he does because my Rad Slam team needs it. I I mean, I took Luke Voigt in a ton of these drafts. I, I thought he was so obviously a value in these drafts because so many guys who were power first in good lineups were you had to pay a massive tax for them and you could get Luke Voigt in the you know fifth or sixth round of a lot of these fantasy drafts. Um, so I, I, I'm going to say that he will. I'm going to say that this is a reality, but I'm going to say that it's it's uh, it's just very uh, it's very hopeful and wishful thinking on my part, and not necessarily as an unbiased observer. Yeah, first series back. This is a reality. Luke Voigt has been out. He's chomping at the bit. He's waiting to come back. Um, you know, it's interesting. They play the Rays, 
the park is not really conducive to a lot of home runs, and he's probably going to face Tyler Glass now, I'm guessing, between now and the end of the series. But I'm still going to say reality is a really good player. The last couple of years, he's come on like crazy, uh, completely unexpected, by the way. And by the way, Davis, yet another St. Louis Cardinal, more or less, given away. Uh, so I will say reality for Luke Voigt, Davis, and Brett. I will say he will end up doing it and uh, and hit more than one, by the way. I got over on the one. I got over one and a half. Two home runs for Luke Voigt. Two home runs for Luke Voigt in Tampa. You heard it here first, everyone. Uh, all right. So on Wednesday night on NFL Network, 8 p.m., uh, for those interested, Al Michaels, Joe Buck, and Jim Nance will be revealing the NFL schedules Craig, we'll start with you. Fantasy or reality, you are excited for the NFL to release their schedules on Wednesday night. Absolutely not. No, I could care less. Uh, look, th- what, what happens with the NFL schedule is this. We put way too much attention to it. Now, it's interesting. It's important. And as we get closer to the regular season, it definitely is a, a big factor. But what happens is it creates some of the worst television and radio out there. And I was a victim to it many years ago. I used to do this too. But what happens is people look at the schedule. It's 17 games. And they start playing, that's a win. That's a loss. That's a win. That's a, And it is the stupidest exercise you can ever do. You cannot predict that at the, based on something in may or june or even july players get hurt the personnel changes teams are not who they thought they were and so it's a exercise in futility and that's what the schedule does is it creates this ridiculous exercise of trying to predict things that are impossible to predict if we could we wouldn't be here right now so no i am not looking forward to the schedule now am i looking forward to the schedule maybe altering some lines on FanDuel that we could come back here and talk about on thursday and friday absolutely but the schedule release itself no fantasy yeah i i'm also i'm also not interested and i feel like i i feel like i should be uh like you know because uh, craig you like the nfl but i'm i'm like a real nfl nerd like i do you know i do the projections we do all of our work over on daily roto i i'm in all of these drafts like mm-hmm. i i am uh, i'm like your friend who is uncomfortably into the same things that you're into like oh you're like yeah that's cool and i'm like Oh yeah, I have real strong opinions on you know who the third running back on the Arizona Cardinals depth chart is. So I I feel like this is tailored to me, and I still don't even really care. Like I I will not watch this. Like this will this will not enter into my TV. I'll see people tweet about it. I'll see people you know do their uh, you know their reactions to to the win losses and everything and and win totals. But I if you're right. It's not great TV, and there is uh, there's other better TV. I mean, o- Otani's pitching tonight. What are we doing here? What are we talking about the schedule for when we can watch Otani pitch? You know what I'm talking about, Brett? I, yeah. I, I have a feeling you're with me. Yeah, and and it's not even about that. It's just that when when I was younger and I did sports talk radio, and I remember this stuff. I remember being a victim and doing this and going, "Oh, let's look at the Dolphin schedule. Well, this is a win, and this is a loss." And it was never right, and it was never close. It's different than the draft, where you can identify teams that match up with players. But this is this is the stupidest exercise that is done by people like me in my field, in my industry, and no doubt, as soon as it comes out, you're going to have these idiots 
on TV and radio going, look at this unbelievable, easy beginning schedule for Jonathan Taylor. It's going to be amazing. It is, it is not going to be amazing. You don't know. No one knows. And no one is accountable for it either, unfortunately. So uh, fantasy for me. Am I interested in the double Monday night games to find out who's playing? Yes, for 10 seconds. Am I interested in Sunday night's game opening night? Yes, for 10 seconds. And then that's it. Yeah, I think that's all very fair. Uh, all right, the last fantasy or reality for that today. It's very close to home for me, but that's okay. Uh, Edwin Diaz has been pitching really well at the end of the games for the Mets this year, so maybe not all is lost. But Jared Kalenic is expected to be called up this week. I know Mariners fans are very excited. Uh, he was traded for Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz. Uh, you know, we're going to compare Kalenic to Cano here a little bit. Robinson Cano for his career, 69.5 career war, career 300 hitter, 303 batting average, 334 home runs, 13,000 RBIs, a World Series champ, an eight-time All-Star. But this is Jared Kalenic, the number three prospect in all of baseball, Craig. So we'll start with you. Jared, fantasy or reality, Jared Kalenic will have a better career than Robinson Cano. Yeah, this would be foolish for me to say reality here. I understand that Robinson's Cano, Robinson Cano's career in the end is checkered. It is destroyed in a way for the uh, dual... Uh, PED suspensions, those things are true. But in 30 years, maybe when we look back at it, statistically speaking, Robinson Cano's numbers, whether it's a second baseman or even an outfielder, Jared Kalenic should close his eyes and dream that he would have that career that Robinson Cano had. So look, in the end, it was a horrific trade. I understand when a new general manager takes over a team he wants to win, and and Brody Van Wagenen wanted to win right away. And what did that do? It required him making a trade that did not work out, and inevitably, let's be real, uh, probably cost him his job. Uh, Kalenic may end up being a superstar. I, I hope he becomes that, but strictly for the purposes of playing our fantasy reality game, Davis, I can't possibly say that Kalenic is going to hit 400 home runs and have a lifetime batting average of 320 and end up winning a World Series with C. I mean, that's a lot to ask. He may do it, but I can't say that he will. Yeah, no, you're you're 100% correct. Cano had a great career, 334 home runs, 51 stolen bases, career 189 ISO, 303 batting average, 352 on base percentage, 360 weighted on base average. I mean, like that is, that is really... A, a career to be proud of. He played good defense throughout, uh, you know, throughout uh, a, a good majority of that career. Played it at a, a, a tough position, by the way. You know, second base and 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 middle infield is in general a position where uh, we have a we have a premium on defense. Cano was was always good there. Um, you know, in those those late Yankee seasons, I mean, a hundred a hundred with thirty home runs, uh, walked a ton. Never really fell victim to the strikeout bug as the strikeout bug really impacted baseball. Uh, he never had a K rate north of 17% once in his entire career. That's very impressive. 
And look, Kalanick is going to be awesome. I think, you know, what I know of Kellick, what, I, what I've seen of Kellick, he looks very impressive. He looks incredible. But to just wager on a prospect being that great, it, I mean, it just feels thin, right? It just, it just feels almost impossible. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it could happen, but we're just like, like maybe I could judge this after a year, but I can't. But, but the other thing I would say is, is, and the reason why it's an interesting topic of conversation because Davis, what if Kellenic just fell completely short of Cano, but he didn't use PEDs? Like, like to get caught, Davis, yeah. for PEDs these days is silly. To get caught twice is pretty ridiculous. Like, to be honest, like, like Cano getting popped once, I don't know. Like, I still think that there's a shot he gets into the Hall of Fame. Nelson Cruz, who probably is going to get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Davis was suspended for a period of time for doing PEDs. And I, w- I probably still would vote for him, but you have to be really dumb to get caught twice. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I just have these different rules that I apply to different players. But to me, Robinson Cano like messed up bad having that happen twice. I don't know. That's just, that, that's why I don't look at his career as majestic anymore, just because he just messed it up so bad. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's probably fair. I guess my thing is is like I I'm I am put all the PED PED guys in the Hall of Fame. To be honest, like I, you know, I I think that uh, it's it's hard for me it's hard for me to blame these guys for wanting to be better at their sport. You know, it's cheating. Yeah, sure. Clearly, it is against the the written rules. But I I guess I just have a hard time. Um, I have a hard time punishing them, especially when you go back and look at, you know, the stuff going on in the sixties and the seventies, those guys were taking, you know, greenies and amphetamines and everything. And no one, no one cares about that at all. And, uh, you know, that, that stuff actually has like a neurological impact. Whereas the, the steroid stuff, it's all muscles, it's recovery. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I just, maybe that's, maybe that's my, my youngness, my age showing through, but I, I just don't ever hold the PED stuff against anyone though. Clearly you have to be an idiot to be caught multiple times. Yeah. And to me, that's kind of like, that's, that's sort of where I've drawn the line on the PED Davis, like a guy, for example, like Manny Ramirez who got caught like four times or three times as good as he was. Like you just basically said, screw you to the rules. And, and, you know, there's look, everybody has an opinion on it. I draw different lines for different things. Doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. Uh, Robinson Cano prior to PED suspension number two was a Hall of Famer for me. Absolute Hall of Famer playing a premium position on a championship team at a very high level for a long time and and, and just gave it away and, and I guess doesn't care. Okay, Sports Grid 60 is coming up next, so make sure you stay with us and stay on the grid. We'll be right back here tomorrow at noon getting you ready for the NHL playoffs. We'll have a betting preview with our friend George Kurtz, who's going to join us on the show tomorrow. Also, later in the week, we'll check in with Jim Sanis, Gray Albright. You know how we normally do our weeks here on Fantasy Sports today. Also, we'll continue to look at some season win totals in the NFL, and also best ball previews continuing on the show tomorrow. So stay on the grid. We've got Sports Grid 60 coming up next right here on this Tuesday. We'll be right back.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to fantasy sports today here on Sports Grid. It's time for the Sports Grid 60 as we wrap up the show. But don't despair. We'll be right back here tomorrow at noon Eastern. Let's turn it over to Davis Maddock. He's got today's edition of the Sports Grid 60 for May 11, 2021. What do you got, Davis? Yeah, so I want to uh, I want to go through a little lesson in gambling, uh, you know, uh, or for sports wagering for uh, all of our friends who tune into the show here. So last week, Rory McIlroy in the FanDuel Sportsbook was listed at twenty to one to win the PGA Tour event. I I took that bet, and uh, you know why I took that bet? Because twenty to one was a bad number. Rory, one of the best golfers in the world when he's on form, and I see this happen. Uh, you know, I've been betting on golf for for so long and football and everything. Something that is so helpful for you as someone who likes to wager for fun or or even, you know, for a little bit of side income, have numbers in your head. Be like, you know what? I don't I think that this player is worth X amount of points against a spread, or I think this tennis player is, you know, this world ranking, or this golfer should be this number at this golf course. And just bet it and don't get discouraged because you know what? Like we live in a game of, uh, of you know, of probabilities and percentages. And uh, look, I lose bets all the time. It just matters on uh, on making sure that you're getting your money in good at the time that the wager closes. That's uh, that's the Sports Grid 60 for today. I like it. Very, very well thought out for sure. Well, uh, Sean Culkin, tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, also had a plan very well thought out, which was... He wants to take his entire 2021 salary, like Russell Okung and some others, and have it be paid in cryptocurrency in Bitcoin. Well, the problem is is that today the Chiefs waived tight end uh, Sean Culkin, and they say it essentially was a numbers game, but was it? Did the Chiefs decide that they just simply didn't want to pay Culkin in Bitcoin and allowed him to go play for another team? I guess we'll find out. But interesting story, as more players want to get paid in cryptocurrency, is there going to be hesitation from some of the NFL teams in paying that out? Hmm, We'll have to find out. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to Brett, Danny, and Ryan for, of course, producing. Thanks to Big Game James over at LTN. For Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow at noon.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.